Welcome back to War Room. So good to hear from you. Today, we are going to be studying the Word of God together. Thank you for joining me. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for the power of your Word that make it new. We thank you, Lord, that our hearts are soil, good soil. And we thank you that our spirit will become receptive, that today we will learn from you, Holy Spirit, and we will learn how to apply your word so that we can grow to know you, to love you, and to walk with you in this earth. And we thank you, Lord, that as we walk with you, that we are victorious in you. In Jesus' name, amen. I have a confession to make. And this confession lines up with what I'm going to be ministering on today, about to quit. I was about to quit. You said, why would you quit? Because the mountain was too heavy to carry. I didn't need to be carrying the mountain, but I decided to carry the mountain by myself, right? Wrong. So anyway, uh, have you ever had something in your life that you believe in God for and it just seems forever to come? I mean, you waited two years, three years, and you just keep waiting and you just keep thinking, Lord, I thank you. You, you, You're saying, thank you, Lord. I have been there and I've been there and I'm going to tell you about how to not quit today. So if you're about to quit, this message is for you. Just like how the Holy Spirit gave it to me when I was about to quit. And he said, no. And he showed me the way how to not quit and how to stand and how to stand excitingly. You know, we can stand disgruntledly. We can stand frustratingly. And we can stand excitingly. Well, I'm going to tell you this part. I'm going to help you to stand. You and me are going to stand glorifying the Lord. Okay. So let's talk about not quitting today. So let's look at the woman of Cana. She in the book of Matthew chapter 15 verse, uh, verse, uh, uh, let's start with verse 22. And behold, a woman of Cana came from the region and cried out to Jesus saying, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is seriously demon possessed but he answered her not a word and his disciple came and urged him saying send her away for she cries out after us but he answered and said i was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of israel verse 25 then she came and worshiped saying lord help me but he answered and said it is not good It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Lord, she said, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which falls from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done as you desire. Hallelujah. I love this story. This story, Jesus, the king of kings, called her her faith, great faith. Aren't you excited about this? But this woman was, she. when I look at her story here, it reminds me of a situation in my life that I felt like her. My child was not demon possessed, but my child was believing God to uh, to restore his total health. 
And uh, we've been believing God, and I'm telling you, he's writing a new chapter in his testimony. He's keep writing a new chapter each day. He's writing a new chapter, a chapter of victory. So when I came to this woman and I saw what she had, how she got Jesus to answer her and to call her great faith, I decided, or the Holy Spirit helped me to see what I was missing and how was I was uh, standing this land. I thought I was standing patiently, but I wasn't. And I was missing, I was missing one ingredient. But let me give you three things today that are going to help you, help you not to quit. Amen. That's gonna help you not to quit. Rule number one, not rule, but if you can you can you can number them whichever way you can add stuff to them. But these three that the Holy Spirit showed me are uh, how to not quit. Okay. And those three would be first of all, you have to get a promise. You see, you cannot have faith without a promise. You cannot believe God for something if you if He doesn't say it. If I didn't say I'm going to give you $100, you can't believe that I'm going to bring that $100 to your house. If God didn't promise you it or he didn't, he didn't give it to you through his blood, the resurrection from the cross, that gives you salvation, healing, and health. Oh, yeah, same thing. He didn't have the same thing, but that gives you salvation, healing, and prosperity. Excuse me. That's something he already did on the cross. That's your right to walk in health. That's your privilege as a child of God. If you're not saved, then get saved, right? Then you can have the privileges that goes with salvation. It's a, a, a bundle deal. When you receive Jesus in your heart, you got a bundle deal. But I'm not talking about that today. I'm talking about finding a promise, finding a fact that belongs to you, or finding a promise that God said, this is yours. And then when you get that promise, do not try to overanalyze the promise because I have done that. Where you pull the promise all out, then you want to reassemble it and read totally differently. You add your own stuff, what it didn't say. Just get the promise. The word of God said, by his stripes, I am healed. Or you are healed. So I put you as I am. By his stripes, I am healed. Now, if my body is trying to do something else, I got a promise from the Lord. I got a fact that comes under the blood of Jesus as a child of God. That's mine. Healing is mine. Now, if my body doesn't represent what is mine, I have to convince my body so it lines up with the word of God. Okay, so you first, you get the promise. Or you get you stand on your rights, right? And then you have to be very persuasive. The promise, the promise have to persuade you. It have to convince you. It have to convict you. I'm using different adjectives, but I want you to pick whichever one uh, suits you. So your promise, the promise you get from the word of God, have to be persuadable to you. Your spirit may believe. Your heart believes. But it's not your heart that the devil is after. He's after your mind. You have to convince your mind you of the promise. That means you have to persuade your mind that you are healed. So you start thinking healed. So you start acting healed. So you start behaving healed. You got my point? You got the promise. You start acting healed. When the devil said you are sick, no. Yeah, well, my body feels sick. But the word of God said, I'm healed. So, Father, I'm going to take your medicine now. And then you take those promises and you, you meditate on them. And you get them down deep in you. Because when you get them down deep in you, your mind will be convinced. You get a promise. You be persuaded of your promise. And the one that I was missing big time, that I totally missed, was the part of worship. 
The three, number three is worship. Jesus, this woman came to Jesus. She used all the terminologies, even though she was not part of the covenant, but she used covenant words. And then after she didn't get any answer, she went to Jesus' disciple. She cried after them. That's what we do. That's what I did. When I felt that I didn't get a right answer from the Lord, I went to pastors. I went to meetings. I stood in line. I called people to pray for me. You know, the more prayer going up, I thought then I would have had my answer. And I cry. I sniffle. I cough. I did everything. I, I, I even do what we call a desperate prayer. I did a desperate prayer. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, yes, she did the same thing. She went to his disciple and she, he said, the disciple said, send her away. She crying too much after us. Hmm. But when she came to verse 25, then she came and worship him. Oh, heavens open when you worship. So first get a promise, get yourself a promise. Second, the way that promise becomes persuadable to you is you getting that promise in your heart. Get it in your heart so that it persuades you, so that it convinces you, it convinces your mind so that you start acting like you, what the promise call you to be. If the promise say you are prosperous, I meet all your needs according to my riches and glory. Bless the Lord. You better get yourself convinced of that promise, of that fact that he it is his it is by his riches and glory get yourself surrounded with that persuade yourself on that promise and then tie it up in a nice big bowl and say worship on it hallelujah now you're gonna worship it takes real faith to worship god in the storm it takes real faith i'm gonna say that again it takes real faith to worship god in a storm worship him for the answer before it gets here anticipating the answer so you get to worship he said i was continuously bless your name you worship him in the storm in the midst of the storm before you see the light coming before you see the daylight coming you worship him you pull a big old bow on this package you're promised you are convinced you are persuaded Hallelujah. Now start worshiping the Lord. Now, if your mind try to play game on you, the devil does not care about you quoting scriptures to him. He rather you quote the scriptures to him all day than to worship the father. You see the difference? He would rather you quote those scriptures by his stripes. I'm healed. I'm prosper. I am strong. Yes, that's good. Don't get me wrong, but put worship in there. Worship the Father. Oh, Lord, I thank you that I'm strong today by your heel. Lord, I thank you that it is your strength that I inherit. Father, I glorify you today. I thank you for this. I bless your holy name. Oh, I bow my knees before you and I worship you. Worship him in your understanding and worship him in the spirit. Hallelujah. Father, I glorify you. I magnify you. Because when you worship God, you become bigger, bigger, bigger on the inside. You become Come stronger in your faith. Their problem seems to be a peanut bread. Oh, anybody bring their, 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 their problem to you is so easy. Because you've been fellowshipping with a greater one. Because you've been fellowshipping with a master. Because you see his heart. His heart is to so bless you. Oh, with our faith, Hebrews says, with our faith, it's impossible to please God. I'm going to tell you, with our, with our worship in the Father, 
your prayer request is right here. You have to tie it up. You have to all pull it together and make a nice sandwich and, and put wash it right on the top of it. Worship. And then when you worship, what happened? The father shows up and it's done. You just try today. I I promise you, if you worship the father, you got a promise, you convince of that promise, you persuade your mind, you start worshiping the father. That's what I was missing. It makes standing easy. It doesn't struggle when you have to stand. You don't struggle when you have to say, oh, when the devil said, look here in the physical, it is not here. You said, but. There's another realm that I can see the result. And I thank you, Father. And I glorify you, Father. And I will shout and I will dance to you because you already done that. It takes real faith. It takes that faith to the extra level. It takes your confidence to an extra level. It takes your relationship that you trust this Father. And he is pleased with you when you do that. And he shows up. Like he done for me in many instances. He shows up. You know, instead of having a prayer request service, I really wish we can just have some worship service. Hallelujah. You know, in the Azusa Street Revival, there was a lady. Now I'm missing my deadline. But but somewhere along there, there was a, a group of prayer women that got together to pray. Every day to pray. And people put their requests together, prayer requests together, and they had instant manifestation. They had the power of God came down. People know them to pray. You know the secret is when they got to their prayer club, they got to the, the assemble, they put all the prayer requests down on the table. They're not even gonna look at that. They say, Father, we worship you, we thank you, and they dance around and they worship the Father for the whole hour or so. They just worship the father. And then at the end of the thing, the end of the meeting, the worship service, they pick up the prayer request and say, oh yeah, that person is supposed to be dying from cancer. This person does have this. The person does not have a joy. And every time they call the problem, they say, whoa, glory to God. Oh, we thank you. It's done. And that's all the prayer they're going to pray on that prayer. They just say, thank you, Lord. It's done. You got it taken care of. We praise you. And they get miracles. They have miracles flying all over. So when I'm getting struggle, when I'm struggling to stand, when I'm struggling to, 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 to hold on to the word of God, the Holy Spirit brought me back and he showed me this point. He said, worship, worship me, worship me, Juanita. Come, bow down before me. It doesn't have to be a specific day in the hour, uh, uh, a day, an uh, hour of the day, excuse me. He just wants you to worship him. When you worship him, the performer shows up. So I hope this podcast was a blessing to you today. If you got blessed, just let us know. And we'll be praying, God. We'll be thanking, blessing the Lord for you, worshiping God with you. We'll see you here next week.